back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. A little bit of a chaotic start to this Wednesday. I came in heated. Nick came in heated. Rico came in heated. And as Strick does, he kind of just stirred the pot. So we're having <laughs> we're having fun here today. Uh, my name is Dave Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. 402-464-5685. Starter him and text line Honda of Lincoln Hotline. You can also check out what's going on here in studio on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Interact with us on all of those platforms. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. All that good stuff. We greatly appreciate all of you. And we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we have one of our favorites joining us now, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, how you doing? Well, you know, trying not to get blown over by the wind and the the raging leaf storm outside, but otherwise hanging in. It is a leaf storm. Yeah, it's 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 brisky, windy. But the beautiful thing about it, though, is it's seventy seven degrees. Take advantage because it's gonna shift like these uh, college rankings are right now. (laughs) Ooh, what a segue! Uh, (laughs) You peeped that? that You caught that that one? That was pretty good. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it before we dive into some Husker talk. Uh, Evan, the college football playoff rankings come out. What do you think? Do you have any issue to any of the ranking? Well, first of all, when these rankings start coming around, it, it, it sort of reminds me of like, man, sometimes doesn't it feel like Nebraska is like at a different Sport. I mean, it wouldn't it be fun for Nebraska to be part of these rankings yes, and be in these discussions? And <laughs> yes. it feels like a, a whole world away yeah. at some points. But no, it's it's cool. It's you know, it's there. So much has to <laughs> play itself out on the field still, of course. And m- most of these rankings at this point are sort of content fillers for ESPN. But you know, I, I think to me, the the takeaways from these rankings are. You, you get an insight into what the committee values in, in finding a path to that college football playoff. And, yeah, it's going to expand from 4 to 12 here in the next couple of years, but you start to see things like the way that they treat uh, a one-loss Alabama against an undefeated TCU. And to say that, right. um, you know, you, you would put Alabama higher um, because TCU has had to come back or, or it's been in a dicier position in some of its games, to me, it's sort of a head scratcher. And again, like a lot of it will kind of take care of itself. And if TCU takes care of business and wins the big 12, I think that they'll be in anyway, but it's sort of the, 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 I guess the reasoning and the, the legit, um, just the, the, the logic gymnastics that you have to go through to make a case for some of these teams at this point uh, is kind of funny. Yeah. I, I think it'd be very fascinating if the committee found a way to leave TCU out despite being undefeated, but I don't see that happening. But again, again, we'll see. Uh, Evan Bland, Omaha world Herald joining us right now, Evan, I, I got to ask you, Logan Smothers, he enters the game, finishes out the first half, Chubba Purdy struggles, and we still don't see Logan Smothers for the rest of the game. Um, how do you interpret the quarterback situation going into this game against Minnesota if Casey Thompson isn't able to go? Well, it's not good, right? I mean, we yeah. saw that, how the second half played out when you have whatever it was, 29 yards after half. Um, it's just, it's it's not a great spot. You've got... 
a guy in Chelapurdy who Mark Whipple today, um, you know, comes out and says that he didn't practice toward the end of last week and he was hurt and, and he wasn't sure now in hindsight if he should have played him. I mean, that's not what you want to hear from, no, from a guy no, who's no. going to have to jump in there and, and be that guy. Um, you know, Logan Smothers, uh, sort of the the book on him has been the same from whether it was Mario Verduzco, whether that was Matt Lubick, whether now that's Mark Whipple, and that's they love his legs, they love the speed, they love uh, his command of the offense and kind of knowing where to go, but they don't love – his throwing motion or his arm or whatever uh, it, it might be in, in terms of the passing game. So they feel limited there. Uh, and then, you know, you add to the fact that Mark Whipple wants to air it out. You add to the fact that, um, you know, Purdy was sort of his handpicked transfer in the off season. Really the only reason Shelby Purdy is here is because of the relationship he had previously with Mark Whipple um, when they were elsewhere. So, you know, I, I think that's probably the way that it's trending this week is that we'll see Chubba Purdy start on Saturday. I know they haven't ruled out Casey Thompson yeah. um, and, and Logan Smothers continues to split those reps in practice. But I think um, just from what the coaches say, I, I would imagine it'll be Purdy. And, and it's sort of a different deal with him where he um, is an energetic guy. He's someone that you know, Mickey Joseph said they feel like they're going to have to talk to more. Yeah. Uh, talk about remind about situations on every play, which is a lot different from a guy like Casey Thompson, who you know lives in the film room and has been sort of renowned for the right. time that he spends and the preparation that he's had in there. So you wonder if uh, a little extra help, a little extra preparation can make a difference for Purdy. Um, but, you know, again, you look on the other side and see what Minnesota's done statistically, one of the best defenses in the country. They have an offense that's going to play keep away from you too, so it's definitely a tall task for Nebraska this weekend. What what do you think the confusion was? Because in, in speaking, bless you, in speaking with the uh, the media um, or some of the conversations before they went, I think maybe into halftime, they were talking about Smothers um, coming back or seeing more of him, and then we didn't see not another inkling right. of him. What what do you think that confusion came from? It would could it? Do you think it came from the injury situation possibly or? Or is there is there schism within you know between Mickey and and um, um, Coach um, Gosh dang. Whipple Whipple yeah that well I think what Whipple said today was that the, the reason that Smothers was in there immediately after the injury was they weren't sure uh, what Purdy's status was necessarily so in the immediate um, necessity of having to have someone out there they went with Smothers and then you know Whipple said it at half he he looked purdy in the eyes and said are you ready and he felt like he was um but in hindsight he clearly wasn't in a lot of ways so i I still don't know why you don't at least give smothers a look right Uh, and the way the second half's going out you didn't have much to lose at that point um you know purdy clearly was off on a lot of his throws and um clearly making some decisions you think about that interception near the red zone too so I, i don't know you know why they didn't necessarily give him excuse me, another look um, down the stretch there. But uh, again, like I think maybe one of the challenges is the skill set. Again, like Smothers, they feel, and coaches have said this a lot, they feel like he's an option guy, somebody that they can run the ball with more. And that's a big shift from what they've been doing under Mark Whipple, sort of airing it out, medium and deep throws. And you think about the struggles that the offensive line has had um, to this point, just protecting Casey Thompson, you wonder what the confidence level is in asking them to switch it up and to start blocking 
um, again, in more of an option-style running attack as opposed to what they have been doing. So I think all that sort of plays into it. And, and again, the, the, the comfort level that Whipple has with Purdy as that number two um, probably factors in as well. But the coaches, too, guys, and this is interesting, I think, have been really clear, both Mickey Joseph and Whipple, that they feel like, uh, as much as a drop off as maybe there has been from Casey Thompson to Purdy, uh, they feel like there's an even bigger one beyond that with injuries and, and some younger guys right. not being ready. So at this point, you've got to be really careful with the guys that you do have out there uh, that they're able to, to finish these games and to get through the rest of the season. Evan Blaine, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, there's a couple questions pertaining to Mickey Joseph that, that I'm going to ask you, but the first one is, how do you interpret this situation kind of developing with Arizona State? I know they, they reached out to to maybe have a discussion with Mickey. I don't know if that means it's, it's going to be at the head coaching position, but obviously a team that's looking for a coach is going to have interest, and this isn't the last of coaches that are going to be fired. There's going to be another wave too. Do you think maybe this puts any type of pressure on Nebraska, or do you think they're still kind of in the same boat just interviewing and talking to as many people as they can? Yeah, I don't. I don't see the. I don't think this should put more pressure on Nebraska. I mean, as much as we've made of this idea that Mickey Joseph is interviewing to be Nebraska's head coach, it's also true that other schools are watching what's going on, right. and, and maybe they're taking notes. You know, it's it's not just Arizona State. It's it's Colorado. It's all these other jobs that are open, and you know, you're you're going to assess. And, and Mickey Joseph has a reputation as a dynamic recruiter and now he's getting to show people nationally what he's all about um as a coach and how he can inspire and um you know what vision he might have for a program and that sort of thing so uh and again just the fact that the arizona state has reportedly reached out doesn't mean that they're going to offer him the job doesn't mean that anything is imminent doesn't even mean that he's interested in the job necessarily it just means there's been some sort of contact between you know representation so I think if you're Nebraska, you, you kind of expect that your timeline. Um, if you're Trev Alberts, to me, doesn't change or shouldn't change. I mean, you're, it'll be sometime this month, you would think, when they'll settle on whoever that next head coach is, whether that's Mickey Joseph or somebody else. Um, and, and again, you think about when a report like this comes out, typically somebody wants that information to be out there, right? And so uh, hypothetically, and again, I don't know this, I'm just speculating, but uh, it, it does not hurt mickey joseph to have this out there and and to have this this perception that he is a you know wanted commodity and maybe um it does give nebraska pause down the road to to say um you know to consider him as opposed to maybe just this default assumption that he'll fall back into being a position coach moving forward so uh i think that you have to think about that too about who wants this information to be out there and who wants it to be known but I think the bottom line is it's not that big of a shock just based on uh, the reputation Mickey Joseph has had and the job that he's done here, um, you know, albeit with a, a pretty limited squad. Uh, we got jokes on the text line here, Evan. Uh, Ryan from Nashville says, when all else fails, we can always reach out to Bo again. Well, honestly, at this <laughs> point, maybe we could throw him in the in the group of coaches that we're looking at at this point in time. Evan Blaine, Omaha World Herald. Evan, going off of that then, uh, Nebraska picks up a, a three-star running back from New Orleans. He speaks highly of Mickey Joseph. Obviously, we know the situation with Malachi Coleman. Uh, Mickey playing a huge role in that too, and and you got to look at him. And, and and he is the interim head coach. 
but he's still out recruiting, and that's a big part of the head coaching position, especially if you're at a place like Nebraska. Do you think this kind of puts him towards the top of the list, having this kind of influence on the recruiting trail? Well, I, I think it's admirable and, and respectable, certainly, what Mickey Joseph's done. I mean, a lot of these coaches, uh, interim coaches especially, would sort of play out the string and, and maybe go through the motions right. uh, to, to, to finish things out because they don't think that they have the, the, the job in hand or that they're um, in consideration. And when you think about what Mickey Joseph's done, he's landed the commitment of Malachi Coleman before that, a top 100, 100 crew, recruit from Lincoln East, and then Arnold Barnes, like you mentioned, the, the running back out of uh, the New Orleans area. So, uh, you know, that's that's impressive. Uh, I think it has to be considered when you talk about, uh, you know, evaluating him for being that next guy. Uh, he mentioned it in his Sports Illustrated article that came out, and he's talked about it in press conferences too, just the fact that uh, his path or his vision for getting Nebraska back to where it was starts with recruiting, 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 and then yeah. doing it nonstop and pounding the pavement and, um, you know, he's put his, his money where his mouth is in that respect. I mean, he's, he's been out um, more than a Nebraska head coach has been on the recruiting trail in a long time, maybe ever. Um, so I, I think when you think about the reality of what college football is going to be moving forward with the transfer portal, with NIL, with all the roster movement that goes into it, the skill set that Mickey Joseph has in building relationships, inspiring guys to come join him, I think can be even stronger now and more important now than it was uh, five years ago. So I do think the work that he's done on the recruiting trail, it can't be the reason that you, that you keep him in terms of trying to worry about the roster that you have. But I do think the skill set that he's shown uh, is unique enough and valuable enough that it definitely goes into the resume when, when he's being evaluated. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, last question I have for you before we let you go. I see that uh, there's a, a big non-conference weekend tournament. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but uh, certainly some tests for Nebraska. Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. A six-team going to be a part of this weekend in baseball. Um, it looks like they're loading up the top half of their schedule again. Do you think this is kind of uh, the direction that Nebraska baseball is headed? They, they want to be taken more seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big schedule, uh, a big weekend for them it coming is. up. And, and, you know, typically it's not that unusual for them to schedule a big non-conference series like right. this. I mean, they've they played Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and Arkansas. Last year they played three against TCU. So it's pretty standard for them to pick a weekend and sort of make that their big one. So, you know, you want to have a chance against the big dogs to help your RPI, and then you have a few against what you would call probably your peers and try to build up some confidence and some wins and that sort of thing. But uh, it is a little unusual for Nebraska to, to play multiple SEC teams, especially non-Arkansas SEC teams because of the you know the connection they had with Dave Van Horn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the chance to play Ole Miss, the defending World College World Series champ, right. Vanderbilt, which is in Omaha all the time, um, those are two games that, yeah, they immediately get you on the national radar if you win them. If you don't, um, it's early enough that you sort of get a sense of what the standard is and how far you have to go as a team. Um, and to do it up in Minneapolis, which is a pretty cool venue, yeah. um, knowing that those games are going to get in because they're indoors, having a, a nice crowd out there, uh, there's no doubt. Like that's That's a really fun weekend to sort of set the stage and to see 
what Nebraska baseball can be with so many new faces next year. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to watch because uh, I see that this is March 3rd through 5th, and it, it's crazy to think that that's four months away now. So we're inching closer and closer to baseball season. Obviously, the focus right now, football season. But people can get both great content uh, from you, whether it be football or baseball side. How can they do so? Uh, yeah, Omaha.com, uh, Twitter at Evan Bland, O-W-H. And, man, it's, it's not going to slow down. we got four weeks left yeah. of the season, but – coaching search all the offseason uh you know action that's to come and then of course baseball after that so uh yeah no rest it's gonna be a lot of fun awesome stuff evan we appreciate you as always we'll talk to you next week thanks guys all right there he goes evan bland omaha world herald great stuff from him as always bringing down some baseball that's a that's a pretty daunting schedule for a weekend. If you're playing Old Miss and Vanderbilt, oh, yeah. and there's going to be another team, so who knows what that'll be. It sounds like it's not going to be an SEC it's a good school. Test. But yeah, I mean, it's a good thing to show where you really stand. I mean, though. especially the Big Ten, sometimes a little bit weaker in baseball, so they'll they'll show up, and, and it'll be interesting to see how Nebraska performs in that uh, weekend to start out the season. we got to take a quick break. Shootout with Strick is next. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings, 402-464-5685. That's the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Give us a call. Shootout with Strick coming up next on The Block.